I V M. Hi, I'm Utsav, a behavior researcher by training and a slow traveler by passion. Postcards from Nowhere is a travel podcast where I condense a decade of travel experiences and explore not just the where but also the why and how to travel. My stories emerge from slow traveling the less explored parts of the world: Bosnia and Herzegovina, Armenia, Uzbekistan, and even China. At the end of each story, I give practical tips and new ideas about how to travel better. This week, I take you to an impossible piece of human engineering in Vietnam and what it tells us about countries that are ravaged by war. My shoulders were rubbing against its sides. I was sweating profusely, gasping for breath, maneuvering for space, trying to move as quickly as I could. There was no turning back. There were people in front of me and behind me. I was too big to crawl through. The mild amusement felt during the early moments of the crawl gave way to feelings of disorientation, isolation and fear. Those few meters I crawled, those few minutes I spent underground were among the most claustrophobic of my life. But what exactly was I doing and why? I was entering a network of small access holes, 2 feet wide by 3 feet deep that led to a network of tunnels. They had a series of cleverly hidden trap doors. The tunnels zigzagged up sideways and down as far as 18 feet. These passageways led to a labyrinth of caverns and caves that snaked through as many as four separate levels for 200 miles, stretching all the way to the Cambodian border. Welcome to the Kochi tunnels. The stunning piece of guerrilla warfare which led to the Vietnamese defeating the Americans in the Vietnam War. These tunnels were a seriously advanced piece of work. Air, sanitation, water and cooking facilities were sufficient to maintain a primitive but reasonably safe existence. It had sleeping chambers, air raid shelters, kitchens, conference centers and print shops. They stored huge caches of rice, precious water buffalo and even captured artillery. They even managed to entomb an entire American tank. A place where I could barely survive a few minutes had Vietnamese living in it for weeks altogether. As America unleashed a sophisticated military campaign in Vietnam, the Viet Cong extended this network of tunnels built originally during the French occupation. They hid during the day, coming out only at night. The Viet Cong stashed corpses of their fighters in these tunnels to foil the American penchant for body counts. Even babies were born in these tunnels. In the dim light of small foot or hand generators, combat doctors operated barehanded, using household drills for brain surgery, wood saws for amputations, sterilizing instruments in pressure cookers. In all, at least 45,000 Vietnamese men and women are said to have died defending the Kochi tunnels over the course of the Vietnam War. You can very much visit these tunnels today, just like I did over a decade ago. The government has preserved the Kochi tunnels and included them in a network of war memorial parks around the country. Portions of them have been widened to allow tourists to crawl through. Entrances to these tunnels are camouflaged and invisible. But these tunnels, the often told story of Vietnam war, also camouflage a different story. It's the story of the guides you would find at these tunnels. Most of them are former Viet Cong soldiers. The stories are very similar. Many often fought on the wrong side. As one guide recounted, 
Prior to the war, his father had been a diplomat and had forged strong relationships with the Americans. In his teens, the guide moved to America, where he trained with the U.S. Army. He then spent seven years as a soldier, mostly fighting in and around Saigon during the war. After the American withdrawal, he decided not to return to the States and stayed on to continue fighting against the Viet Cong. When the southern Vietnamese government collapsed a year later, he was arrested by the new communist government and put into a re-education prison for four and a half years. He never saw his family again. His status as puppet officer of the American army meant that, according to him, he was forever blacklisted from professional occupations in Vietnam. He explained that he had spent the last 18 years working as a tour guide because it was the only official job that the government would allow him. Vietnam is a country, not a war. And yet, there is a singular history of it we all know. Where do personal histories and memories get lost? What happens to those who find themselves on the wrong side of history? In hindsight, one could always say that they took ethically and morally compromised decisions. But the reality is far more complex. In fact, it is very much like these tunnels. They are twisting labyrinths with multiple layers and often they obscure more than they reveal. The truth is often camouflaged, hidden from the surface. And it's so easy to get lost in these tunnels. As we travel, we must remember that personal histories are often not willfully forgotten, but they are not remembered or they do not fit into neat categories. They become the square pegs in the round holes. With every story, with every narrative, there is another one, lost in the tunnels of reality. If you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IBM network. You can listen to us on the IBM podcast app or ibmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are at IBM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to reach out to me, I am Utsav Memory on Twitter and YV Travel 42 on Instagram. 